Previously, the cosmos is in disarray. The Guardians of the Galaxy have been torn apart. Loki has commenced a quest for answers about his place in the multiverse. When Doctor Stephen Strange called a meeting of the wielders of the Infinity Stones, they discovered that a mysterious entity called Requiem had murdered Thanos, and were shocked to discover that Requiem is none other than Gamora. Gamora has easily ripped her way through the heroes who stood in her way, collecting and using all six stones to reunite with the part of her that had been trapped in the Soul Stone. Despite warnings from the trickster god Loki, she has used her incredible new powers to rebalance the Soul Stone, folding the universe in half, and trapping everyone in a warped world where nothing is as it once was. The Infinity Stones The Soul Gem, powered by the user's mastery of reality, can preserve the soul to allow for life after death, currently held by Gamora. The Mind Stone, powered by the user's mastery of soul, can grant telepathy or intelligence, currently held by Gamora. The Power Stone, powered by the user's mastery of mind, can make a person more physically powerful, currently held by Gamora. The Space Stone, powered by the user's mastery of power, can allow teleportation through space, currently held by Gamora. The Time Stone, powered by the user's mastery of space, can allow a person to travel through time, currently held by Gamora. The Reality Stone, powered by the user's mastery of time, can allow a person access to the multiverse, currently held by Gamora. On their own, the stones provide great power, but when combined, they form a circuit, a positive feedback loop, granting the user infinite power. Infinity Wars number 4. Writer, Jerry Duggan. Artist, Mike Diodato Jr. Colors, Frank Martin. Letters, VCs Corey Pettit. Editors, Annalise Bissa and Jordan D. White. Cover art by Mike Diodato Jr. and Rain Burrito. Varying covers, first one by Javier Garion and Israel Silva, and the other second one by Gerardo Sandova and David Curiel. Cover dated December 2018, on sale date October 10th, 2018, with a cover price of $4.99. You can find this reprinted in the Infinity Wars trade paperback from 2019, and digitally on Comixology and Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. Having deduced that if Gamora had copied the entire universe and installed it into the Soul Gem, Diamond Patch theorizes that a set of Infinity Stones must also exist in Soul World. Since he has the knowledge he will one day wield the Phoenix Force, Diamond Patch sends his future self a telepathic message in a bottle, resulting in the Phoenix-empowered Wolverine from the end of time arriving to help Loki and Diamond Patch. He hands him over the Power Stone and splits Diamond Patch back into Logan and Emma Frost before leaving. Meanwhile, in an adjacent reality, that universe's Philovala Moondragon confront Requiem 
and escape to the Prime Marvel Universe after failing to take her down. Leaving Logan behind, Emma helps Loki recruit other individuals he had deemed uniquely suited to wield an Infinity Stone. When Gamora read Loki's mind before creating Warp World, Loki specifically imagined the people he needed in his journey mashed together so that she would subconsciously create them and unwillingly facilitate their location. These people are Kang and Ms. Marvel, merged together into Ms. Kang, and Ant-Man and the Hulk, merged into Little Monster. Using their combined powers, Emma and Loki split them. After assembling the team, Loki finds Adam Warlock and attempts to get his help to escape Soul World, but Adam insists they need to fight the Vandra. Emma rallies numerous merged heroes to help Warlock, as the entirety of Warp World becomes infested by manifestations of the creature. One of the heroes that answers Emma's call is a seemingly normal saxophone player, who is actually Drax the Destroyer. In the real world, Gamora finds an impenetrable barrier below the Quarry of Creation. She tries to breach out of the universe, but can't, and is soon confronted by the Council of Watchers. Hi, I'm John Wilson. And I'm Michael Kaiser. And we're the hosts of the podcast, Make Ours Marvel. You know, here we are in 2018, 10 years into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Can you believe we live in a world where everyone's old Aunt Petunia knows who Iron Man is? It's crazy, right? So, to celebrate, we're on our mission to explore the roots of the Marvel Universe. You know you've thought about it. Some of you may have even done it. And now we're going to do it, too. We're diving back into the long boxes of Marvel's history and podcasting our way through the whole universe. All of it. Every superhero issue. And, if I can convince Mike, we'll even do Sergeant Fury. And it's not going to be one issue per episode. That'd take forever. <laughs> it's still going to take forever. But no, we're going to talk about as many comics as we can in an hour. Yep, an hour and, you know, maybe a little change. Every week, Marvel Comics. So it'd be super cool if you came along for the ride. Look for us every Friday at MakeOursMarvel.com. That's MakeOursMarvel.com. Or on iTunes and all the other usual podcasty places. And if you want to read along with us and send us your thoughts, we might even read emails. So until Avengers Infinity War gets a spin-off Warlock in the Infinity Watch TV show, make ours Marvel. And up next is Infinity Wars number four. So starting off, Joey, I do like how they do that opening page where they show you all the Infinity Stones, you know, what they do how the loop works and they're showing who who has them and every single one per every single one here is held by gamora held by gamora 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 yeah it's like she's got them all so all right now she can go the reality stone can make her go into multiple universes right yeah or at least allow you access to the multiverse because lest i knew now granted my information might be dated but lest i knew the infinity stones only work in their own universe. No, I think that's what I was going to say. They can't, she can go into them, but she can't use them. Right. I think it just allows her access. Like remember that Captain Marvel one shot where like she can kind of see and talk to the different versions of Captain Marvel in the, in the multiverse, but she wasn't going there, but she can communicate with them. Oh, okay. Okay. I think it's more oh, like, that's what like I mean you, by access. Yeah. Like you can see into them and you can maybe even communicate, but you can't go there. Because then they, you can't get back. Well, they had, I mean, uh, yeah. Because they had, um, I know you can't, you, you're right, you can't use the Infinity Gauntlet in other places. Because even in the, in this Infinity Wars, what was it like, uh, I want to say it was um, Loki, where he had the Infinity Gauntlet, but he couldn't use it because he was in a different 
Yeah. Universe. Even I don't know if you ever read it, but the JLA Avengers crossover. Darkseid gets the Infinity Gauntlet. But it does nothing. Uh-huh. And so like it's incredibly powerful. Like I can tell it's incredibly powerful, but only in its own universe. Uh-huh. There it does nothing. So he's just so, like take it he's like, take it back. I don't want this. Do you have don't you have like something of the Infinity Gauntlet, like of your own? In the mind gem? Alright, that works. If you see anybody sees it, tell them, like, you know, it really works. And they say, really? Like, show me. Like, well, we're in the wrong universe. Yes. <laughs> I'm not in the Marvel universe, so I can't do it. It doesn't do anything. But if we are in the right universe, it will work. Yeah. So, I have a mind gem. Cool. And it is a gem. It's out of stone. And that will power the soul. No, that will power... The Power Stone. The Power Stone, okay. Yeah. Right, the Mind Gem is powered by your Mastery of Soul. And then the, 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 and then that helped, and then the Mind Gem itself helps power the Power Stone. So, anyway, so, anyway. we got this whole thing with this uh, Wolverine Emma mix talking to Loki. Try, you know, Wolverine's trying to make sense of everything that's going on. And so we basically get a bit of a recap of what's, ha- what's happening. Mm-hmm. Which is useful. And then they get attacked by that giant evil spider that exists in Soul World. Uh, what is that called again? It's here somewhere. Something with a D. Devona, Devora. Devendra. Devondra. Devendra, Devondra. D E V O N D R A. Devondra. Okay. Yeah, there it is. I went, I went back a page when I was on the page I was on. Don't do that. I like it. Wolverine's like, so tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave myself a little message in a bottle because I'm apparently going to get the Phoenix. I know I've, I'm going to get the Phoenix Force at some point. How does so he know really- that? I didn't understand that. How does he get the Phoenix Force? Oh, here. Because remember, this is a version of Loki and, oh, sorry, Wolverine and Emma Frost. Yes. So remember, Emma Frost is a telepath. Yes. So the way that works is that when they use the claws and stab somebody, they can read your mind. That's how they read your mind. Got so Wolverine it. says here, you know, after stabbing a Watcher once, I know that one day in the far future I merged with the Phoenix Force. Oh, okay. All right, all right, I get that. I read that. I didn't get it. Okay, there. Go on. So he's always helping Watchers. So he's like, I'm gonna leave myself a little, a little telepathic message for when I had the Phoenix Force to use that to come back in time and help us. And that was great. Then, like, in the next page, there's the Phoenix. Want the Phoenix Force? I liked him. Yeah. He was cool. I would like to read more about him. Or read more, yeah, with him in it. And I think there's been some Thor stories showing Thor in the far, far future as, like, the last king of Asgard, like, the last person alive in Asgard. And it's, like, him and a very old Wolverine who has the Phoenix Force. So I don't think this is the first time this is that thing has appeared. Or maybe I read that after this. I'm not sure. That's but, cool. Yeah, I, I, I like that. this. Yeah. And then he just rips the two of them apart. He uses the Phoenix Force to rip Emma and Wolverine apart, so they're back to normal. And Wolverine is not happy with this. Champagne is just fancy piss. <laughs> that was fun. But apparently Wolverine's not needed, because he leaves Wolverine. Yeah. Yes, they both they both they both do not care one bit about him. Yeah. You Wolverine's just fighting the giant spider. You killed my beer. <laughs> that was great. That was kind of funny. 
And then Emma and Loki get on a motorcycle and go riding to find their next person. I mean, I know they may not be friends, but she is his teammate in X-Men. Like, isn't that going to make some problems later on? Yeah, maybe she's like, it's Wolverine. I'm not worried about him. Nice to know. Yeah. It's like he can he's not he's not needed for this and he knows what he need, he he can do what he needs to do. So he's fine. He's gonna besides the thing killed his beer, he's gonna be pissed off. Cool. All he's right. Gonna, well as long as everybody's happy. I kind of imagine it as being like a cartoon fight with like all you see is a cloud and occasion a cloud of dust and occasionally like you see a spider leg come out or a hand of a claw and then goes back inside. One so, of those fights. It's like they like what are you gonna do? How are you gonna get involved without getting yourself sliced, you know, cut open by accident? They gotta like, work it out on their own. It's like better just let them fight. He's happy. You know. If he's not drinking his beer, he gets to kill the thing that killed, that ruined his beer. He's he's happy, leave him alone. He's good. And then we jump to the end of the universe. So do you know who Moondragon and Phyla are? Or Heather and Phyla? The ones being held captive by uh I mean, I've seen him before. Yeah. But no. So Moondragon's a telepath. She used to be part of the Infinity Watch. Okay. When they had that. Phyla is, you know, the original Captain Marvel, the blonde guy? He was the Captain Marvel from the 60s and 70s. The guy with early the cancer. 80s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Phyla is his daughter. Oh, okay. The blue one. Wait, Moondragon, so, which uh, Infinity uh, gem did she have? She had the mime one because she's oh, a okay. telepath. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. Now, the thing is, I believe they're both dead. This, this is the two of them from... Because that's the whole thing going on here. This is the two of them... This is an alternate universe they're looking at. Another another uh, Requiem fighting another Loki. Oh, okay. That's Did why... They're that dead. Loki, they died like a while ago? Nothing yeah, they died a few... They died a few years ago. So... Basically, this whole little bit here is about bringing them in from that other universe to ours, because they're around. And I, I like this little sequence of them. They were fun, especially when they're jumping through the universes. So we're about to die? Probably. Maybe. That's eh, a nice view. I don't know. Any thoughts on them? Or the little sequence with them? No. Well, I mean, not really. We'll see where they go. Okay. And then we get back, because most of this issue is basically just recruitment. Yeah, it's very, nope. um, it's very House of M. House of M, Christ and Nerves. A lot of the, uh, especially the older crossovers, a lot of times the first issue or two is generally about, let's recruit all the people we need. Yeah. So, yeah, so Loki and Emma go to get Miss Kang. You know, Loki has the gems between the so between the gem and Emma and Loki, they're able to split them into Kang and Ms. Marvel. Now, who is Miss Marvel again? She's the daughter of somebody. Nope, she's a brand new character, and oh, I mean okay. brand new as in not relation to anybody. Yeah, she's Miss Marvel because she's an Inhuman. That's how she got her powers. Okay, I mean not an Inhuman like she lived with the Inhumans and all that. She had a normal. She has a normal life. She just happens to have Inhuman genes. Oh, okay, so she's an Earthling, like, like she's an Inhuman, but she's born, raised as an Earthling. Yeah, yeah, because apparently they did a story a while ago where it turned out that there was, like, a percentage of the population, because sometimes the Inhumans, apparently some Inhumans would leave the city. You know, the, you know, most of the time the Inhumans stay in their own city, stay isolated from the world. But sometimes some of them would leave and would 
I guess, breed with humans. And so, you know, like, you know, it is like, you know, the further back you go, the more, like, the more close, you know, more of a chance that people are related. Yeah. So that happens, let's say, several times in the last thousand years, you're going to have a set, you know, you have a percentage of people around the world now who have inhuman genes. And you know how the inhumans do their whole thing with the powers where, like, they release, you breathe in that mist and the then your powers develop? Yeah. Well, apparently something happened several years ago. I forget. I mean, I don't know the details. I just know what happened. And the Terrigen Mist kind of was released around the world. So yeah, you had a like whole all the mutants. Yeah, there was that too. But a whole bunch of people who had who were latent in humans then all of a sudden went into those, crisp, you know, developed powers. Yeah, I remember that. That's so, when they were trying to push the humans over the X-Men because, because yeah. they didn't – something, right? They didn't have the rights to the X-Men at the time. It's that's the theory. Nothing has ever never been said outright. So whether it's true or not, you know what I mean? There's no concrete proof. But that was the general theory. That was the that was the big theory that's because they Marvel didn't have the rights to the X-Men, but they had the rights for the Inhumans, and they could do if they wanted similar storylines with the Inhumans with the whole prejudice thing. Cool. But either way, yes, Marvel was definitely promoting there was like two or three Inhumans books out at the time. So they're definitely pushing it. So she's an Inhuman, but she had her own book. She wasn't appearing in the Inhumans book. She had her own title from the beginning. She, she was just a, was in the um, one of those kids' uh, books too, right? Oh yeah, probably. With um, we read one of them. Um, with like uh, girl. Oh, ch- Iron. when you say kids' books, I thought you meant like a book for children. You meant like the kid team book, Champions. Yeah, yeah she was part of that. With Ironheart. Ironheart, yeah. And the, Ironheart. Yeah, and uh, the, the other Spider-Man, Miles. Yes, she was part of that team. Yeah. So she she's Ms. Marvel because basically she was a big fan of Ms. Marvel. Cool. And since that was Captain Marvel, or Vambers, and Carol doesn't go by Ms. Marvel anymore, she took the name. That's who they are, and now they're split up, so now they have Kang and Ms. Marvel as part of the team. I like Kang's arrogance. You stand with Kang the Conqueror. No, he's just trying to make him feel good. Listen, yeah. Who got... else did you possibly need? Yeah. Little monster. Yes, little monster. I, I like them all looking down at him. It's like, he's yeah, so he's cute. cute. And they split him up. And then get rid of Bruce Banner. It's like, we don't need you. We want the other guy. And I like the Hulk here. Whatever this is, I already hate it. Yeah. He was fun. I like the Hulk. I drew him <laughs> yeah. well. In this I like. It's not too funny, but I like some of the little lines, like that one, or like uh, Miss Marvel. I don't want to use an Infinity Stone. I don't care. No, some of this stuff is really funny. What what Emma Frost does later is the funniest by far. You'll see. I'll, I'll let okay. you know. So we're inside the actual Soul World, where the the real part of Soul World, not the fake part everyone was living in. And they go to rescue Adam, who's being eaten by the giant's attack plan, being eaten by that spider. Wait, they're in a fake, fake part of the Soul World? Well, what, remember, what Gamora did was she took everybody and merged them together. And put them in the Soul World. And put them in the Soul World. And then she made a whole universe inside Soul World for them to be in. So they didn't realize they were in Soul World. They thought they were in, the, uh, they thought they were in a real world. You know, They thought yeah. it was the world. But it was yeah. inside of Soul World. Yeah, okay. This is what Soul World actually was. They were just in a little section of it, let's say. So is this the part where she tricks uh, Ant-Man into going inside the, the monster? 
Yeah, then you see the look on her face. <laughs> oh, when she says, I didn't think he'd really do that. Yeah, that's, all that just was hilarious. Avengers are the dumbest. <laughs> and then he comes out of the giant spider. Ew. Yeah, I can see him be like, get it off, get it off, get it off. You gotta get used to it now. I mean, I'm sure he's done that like 20 times. Go inside something and then get really big to, to, to kill it. Like a big killing type person, so I don't think he's done it a lot. I guarantee he's done it like at least once, once before. He did it with yeah. the ship. Doesn't mean he has to like it. Yeah, well, doesn't mean he can't find it gross. I guess the whole career is he calls him a baby. Yeah, walk it off. And then this is where we bring in all the uh, characters we talked about before. Because there is the basically the, the whole premise is they need to fight the mo- giant monster, but they also need to get outside and get the actual Infinity Stones from Gamora. So they have to split up, you know, they need, you know, another team. So basically Emma contacts all of the heroes that we've read about in these miniseries. It's all paying off now. Yeah, because you can see everybody we talked about pretty much here. Right? Anyone you don't no. recognize? Some of them I forget. Uh, all right, there's who is uh, well, let's start with the top on the left, Soldier Supreme. That's the right, all right, okay. Oh, yeah, I'm on there. So, uh, okay. I forget what they called her, but the Squirrel Girl or Moon Squirrel, remember the, mi- the mix of Squirrel Girl and Moon Girl, yeah. And then you got what, Iron uh, Arachnite, that's Moon Knight and Spider Man, right? Yep, okay, Soldier like- Supreme. Yep, and then you got the Fantastic Duo, or the Terrific Two, or whatever they were called. Oh, yeah. Bing, uh, bang, boom. Yeah, you got the Devil Raccoon, Devil Squirrel, whatever it's called. On the bottom? No, no, no. Uh, right. Look, if you're looking at Emma, directly to, the, yeah, directly to her left, it's a giant red squirrel. Oh, okay. Remember that's devil dinosaur and moon and squirrel yeah, okay. mixed. Okay. And then you got the yeah, man thing thing foom. Uh, well, just going under him, you got that. Uh, I think was it called X twenty three? I forget what it's called, but the mixture of like Wolverine and uh, somebody else, Scarlet Witch, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. How about it be both Wolverine? No, the other Wolverine X twenty three. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And you got the uh, Iron Man Thor guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, what was it? The guy that's in the mix? I forget, I forget all the names. Like, yeah, the one that looks like Black Panther and Ghost Rider. Yes. And I forget who the green girl is. Oh, that's... That's Shrek's uh, girlfriend. That's, uh... That's not like She-Hulk and Hellcat mixed together, I think. I don't remember reading that. Yeah, that was a story, like, where she was, like... They had to go commit a rot. They had to like steal something okay. back, and like there was a black widow version. It was like watch it with the with the la- the gun. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, I forget what they were a mix of, but She Hulk and Black Widow. Maybe She Hulk and Black Widow. Yeah, let's just go with that. Sure, that's good. So you see them coming in, but they're all fight. You know, they're already fighting the giant spiders. So apparently, the giant spider monster is attacking the entire world. Who is the sax player? 
Oh, then that, that's right. That's the, that's the part that we have not been introduced to yet so far. It's new, but not Steve, new. Is that Stephen Strange? No, no. The guy calls him Art. Oh. And look, what, what does the guy say when he calls him Art? Read that word balloon. You were destroying, man. Yep. And then he walks away saying, we need more heroes. And look at the next panel. Do you see the mirror? Oh, it's um, Batista. Yeah, it's Arthur Douglas. Remember, his real name when, when he was human was Arthur Douglas. Oh, okay. What's his name? Drax. Drax is Drax. Yeah, the thing, that's Drax. It's Drax. He just apparently never died. So he stayed, I guess, here he's just still Arthur Douglas. Cool. And then we end up with uh, Gamora and that the one Asgardian librarian at that part of the end of the universe. She's trying to get through to see what's beyond that barrier, and the Watchers show up. Dun, dun, dun. You know, it's, it's... For people who don't want to interfere with everything, the Watchers like to make it known if something's important. Yeah, do they have to really show themselves when they're watching? No, they don't. Because the Watchers are jerks. Unless they're like... They must have... They must have, like, some coin in the, uh, you know, they must have some bet on, on what's going on. It's probably, so when they, they see things that they're like, oh, man, this is gonna, this is gonna just rile everything up. Let's just show ourselves watching them. Like, we really want to do this? I don't, the watchers don't really understand what not interfering means. Yeah. They're just like, as long as I don't touch you, I'm not doing anything, right? I'm not interfering. So I'm just going to stand five inches from your face and stare at you for six hours. Yeah, well, they The fact they that, put, that drives you crazy, I don't know why you went crazy. It's just it nothing to do with me. They probably, maybe they don't like doing, they have to follow these rules, but maybe they don't like it. So they're not going to, they're going to use any loophole they can. Yeah. Like, we have to live here, too. Yeah, but they don't understand how to not interfere. They don't get it. I think there they was, do. There's this one issue. Unless with, they do it when they do it, unless they do interfere. Yeah, there, there's this one issue with, uh, with Warlock when he's in the cocoon, he's floating through space. And the Watcher I, had like a little energy net out there to collect stuff in space so he can, you know, do experiments. Like he like research it, like look at it. And he's like, oh, there's a person here. Well, my take him, it make, he was floating in the middle of space. My taking him, you know, obviously that interfered by stopping him. I'm going to send him to Earth. There you go. Not interfering. It's like, yeah, that's totally interfering. Putting it back where you found it and letting it float on where it was. That would be the closest to not interfering. Collecting it, taking it and going, huh, let me go put it back over there instead of here where I found it. Well, maybe not all watchers are, are 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 created the same, you know. Yeah, yeah some people that are gonna uh, obey the law, and some people that are not, you know. Like the watchers' motto is, "We are we are bound to not interfere unless we don't feel like it." Yeah. <laughs> then we interfere the hell out of it. <laughs> all right. Well, that was Infinity War number four. I mean, what did you think overall? I liked it. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It's not the most exciting issue. 
No, but it's no, but it's, it's kind of exciting because things are going. They're like, all right, we figured this out. We let's split yeah. people up, and now it's like, all right, things are starting to roll. We're gonna start the, going downhill now. It's the center part of the story. If you want to think of it like going up, like a like a diagram, like a you know like a triangle thing. It's you know it was going up. Stuff was happening. Gamora got the gems, made her universe, and now this is the part in the set right in the middle where like okay. Heroes are now getting back to who they are, and they're now going to team up together. And now, like you said, it's now back down to the the climax. Yeah, yeah. No, it is that, but I mean, in essence, it is just a. I mean, I wasn't the one thing I was thinking about was this. It's like you said, it's a. Oh, look, let's, let's gather everyone together now to uh, fight. Hmm. Yeah, but it's a way to kind of reintroduce everybody in case you you know forget where they were at, and show who you know shows who, who's important to the story. Yeah, it's fine. They only use a few pages. It's like a montage. It'd be a montage if it was if it was a movie. Because obviously you can tell, because these are going to be the six people that Loki's going to give the gems to. Who? The six he's got. The six he's gathering together. Emma oh, okay. and, and Hulk, Kang, Warlock, and Ms. Marvel. Because like he says when he gets the when he, when the Hulk is there saying, "I hate this." Yoki says, you're all here because you're uniquely suited to wield an Infinity Stone when yes. the time is right. I do remember that. That's what he needs this 6-4. Let's see. Let's see what I think about that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I... All right. First of all, well, Kang, why is... They want Kang to have an uh, Infinity Gem? I mean, I guess this is Loki doing it, so you have to... Well, also, here's the thing. If you look at the gems now, like, for instance, the Reality Stone, powered by the user's mastery of time. So, he would probably be great to use the Reality Stone. He'd be great at it, but would you want him to have it? In this instance, yes. You're going to need him to get the universe back. He wants to be back. You know, he doesn't want to be stuck in this little pocket universe. Yeah, I guess. You're right. All right, so then uh, who would aim Andy? Well, let's see. Let's go for, Let's go through the whole loop. So we have... Hulk would be power. Oh, well, okay. wait, hold on. So we have... We, we have... Reality's probably Kang. So going up Hi. next to the soul... The soul gem would probably go to Adam. Right? Yes. Wait, Kang is reality, not not time? Yeah, because remember it says if you look at the look at the front part that one page where it shows you all the different Infinity Stones. Yeah, it says reality because oh, he has time power. Yeah, so. powered by the user's mastery of time. Okay, all right, I got that. Yeah, so Adam is going to get the Soul Stone. We're pretty sure. I'm pretty sure of that one. And then the Mind Stone goes to somebody who's powered by the user's mastery of Soul. I'm going to guess that's probably going to be either Ms. Marble or Ant Man. That's my guess. They make it a little bit more confusing now. Yeah. Uh, then the Power Stone says, Power by the user's mastery of mind. So that means Emma gets that one. Mm-hmm. Which she already has, because that's how she uses it to grab the whole, grab little monster. Yeah, okay. Uh, the Space Stone goes, is powered by the user's mastery of power. So that would be Hulk. And then, this ti- and then the Time Stone is powered by the user's mastery of space. So... What does uh, I would say that's uh, that that'd be Ant Man. Yeah, probably because he can go into the microverse. Yeah. 
So, so Ms. Marvel is probably the one who has the uh, Mind Stone because that's the one that's left. So that's our guesses. So we'll find out next in an issue or two if we're right. Yeah. But yeah, and of course the art here is beautiful as like it is every issue of the series. I love the art here. I mean, what do you think about it? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I like it. All right. Any particular characters you like the most out of this issue? No, but I always like Loki. Okay. Yeah, Loki's been fun. Anyone you didn't care for? No, I don't think anybody did anything that was stupid. Okay. Um, At least no, it's too horrible here. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for Infinity Wars 4. And up next, we will be doing, I I think it's going to be Infinity Wars 5. Cool. Aquaman and Firestorm fighting crime together. So come down or burn them up. No one does it better. Whenever you find trouble, they'll always be there to catch them in a bubble or even torch their hair. They stand for truth and justice and see a land in there. Aquaman and Firestorm, they make a super pair. The Fire and Water Podcast, celebrating Aquaman, King of the Seven Seas, and Firestorm, the Nuclear Man. Available at Fire and Water Podcast, Aquaman Shrine, Firestorm Fan, and on iTunes and Stitcher. I'm one of your hosts, the Irredeemable Shag, here to talk about Firestorm. Along with me is my co-host, Rob Kelly, here to talk about some guy that talks to fish. Really? You're going to pull this crap during the promo? It's bad enough. I have to put up with your shenanigans every... And up next, it's Infinity Wars number five. All right, Joe. So let's give you everyone the uh, synopsis, and then me and Joe are going to talk all about it. Got it. Infinity Wars number five. Writer, Jerry Duggan. Artist, Mike Diodato Jr. Colors, Frank Martin. Letters, VCs, Corey Pettit. Editors, Annalise Bissa and Jordan D. White. Cover art by Mike Diodato Jr. and Rain Burrito. Variant cover by Javier Garin and Israel Silva. Cover dated January 2019. On sale date November 7th, 2018, with a cover price of $4.99. You can find this reprinted in the Infinity Wars trade paperback from 2019 and digitally on Comixology and Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. While the warped heroes of Warp World fight Devandra, Loki's team find a set of Infinity Stones that Gamora had unwittingly created when she copied the universe into Soul World. Loki divides the stones between his team based on each person's individual talents, since a weaver's mastery over the aspect of a certain Infinity Stone allows them to unlock the full power of another. The Falavella Moondragon from the adjacent universe arrive and confront Gamora for the actions of their universe's Requiem. They're soon joined by Loki and his team. They use the Infinity Stones to defeat Gamora, snatching for her several of the stones from the set in her possession. However, Loki pickpockets Ant-Man and Miss Marvel, stealing a complete set of the Infinity Stones for himself. He sends Gamora, Philovel, and Moondragon into Soul World, and escapes through the barrier in the bottom of the Quarry of Creation. He finds himself in another universe, with Celestials being surrounded by countless Infinity Stones. In the meantime, in Soul World, Arthur Douglas, or Drax the Destroyer, is recruited by Pete, a mixture of Groot and Star-Lord, to join the battle against Devandra. First off, Joey, I think this might be my favorite cover. Yeah, it's cool. This is a great team shot cover. 
I, I kind of want to see more of this team. I would like to see them more working together. This I was just fun. about to say, do you think they're going to do more? I'm guessing. I'm, I'm going to guess they're going to do more. I would hope, hope so. But yeah, this is a nice mix. I mean, it's, it wouldn't be hard for this team to go bad, though. I mean, well, it's all bad. <laughs> well, Loki, Kang, uh, Emma, the Hulk. Yeah, I mean, they're all, they've all been bad. Technically, Scott Lang started off somewhat bad. Yeah, right? I, I would still count him and his Marvel more as good. Yeah. But she's so young that, you know, you don't know what the future her. holds for her. Yeah, she's corruptible. Even though I think they say that she's she gets the soul gem because she's incorruptible. But that's, you know, I yeah. don't believe that. <laughs> well, that's right now, anyway. Who knows? Yeah. You know, that's, that's the way she is now with her life up to now. You know, who knows what would happen in 10 years? Yeah. Things change. But yeah, this is a Mike Diodato cover. And this is a cool, I mean, and plus that Hulk looks scary. And dangerous. And big. Yes, he's very, very big. No, no one goes up higher than his pecs. Nope. All right, so let's go inside. Get to our story. So we get our first section, our first page, the quarry of creation with the librarian and Gamora trying to break through that dimensional barrier. And the watchers are just mocking her watching. Wait, what is it? What is what? What's going on? Page right there. They're at the quarry of creation. Yeah. And what are they? What is she doing? Remember, Gamora is trying to cut through that dimension, like to see what's beyond okay but she can't get through i wasn't i didn't remember <laughs> and then in soul gem we got the two things going on so the first thing is we have the bat we have the battle against uh oh no one thing sorry so inside the soul gem what we have going on is the battle against the big spider alien uh devandra with all the uh the, the merged people and our six main characters fighting and we get that little, it's a very Captain America-like thing. We get that little uh, talk between Super Soldier and Warlock. Where Super Soldier's like, I don't want to be unmade. He's like, yeah, why? Never... Because he has his own life. I mean, I mean think about it. He's li- it's not like he just only knows five minutes ago and that's it. He has his whole life, you know, from being a born and baby and being a child and having friends and growing up and all the stuff that's happened to him happened to him. You know, whether it was a whether it was in a made up universe or not, they all happened to him. So he has a life. He's like, I don't want to just get rid of my life just so other people, you know, what I mean. Like, why should I have to give up my life? But don't they all have that same. Situation. Yeah. So what I'm wondering is like what makes him uh, the one to stand out and say I don't want it. Like why aren't they all saying it? Because well, he's the only talking with Warlock about it. Mm. You know, Warlock's only talking to him about it right now, so it's not like everyone else is listening to this. They're too busy, you know, fighting. Got it. But here's the important thing: the little seed right here. In theory, a soul world free of Devandra could keep this new warp universe safe in a bubble. AKA, we've made a whole bunch of miniseries featuring these new characters. We don't want to just get rid of them. Oh, okay. That's why he's saying that. They're, 
to give a reason why they can ha- and at the end of the series have these characters around still, even though they're not going to just not have Captain America be around anymore. Well, I guess it goes into the um, the alternate universe theory. Oh yeah, but Somehow. they're going to yeah. Well, they're, no, they're going to keep it in the Soul Gem. You know, like he says, if they can get rid of that evil spider thing, they can keep it in the Soul Gem. So how are they going to have them in there and then split them as well? Well, that's what he's saying. Is like if we get rid of this alien creature, we can keep this world here in the uni- in this bubble universe, but using the stones still. Sp- set you apart like they can do a real split take cap and i take captain's doctor strange out of him but still leave super soldier if they have the stones they can do it so you're gonna split them but not split them. yeah exactly we'll get back to the, the, that fight later towards the end of the issue but right now the most of this issue is going to focus on our main team with from the cover which is in case we didn't say them all before Hulk, Ant-Man, Kang, White Queen, Loki, and Miss Marvel. Yeah. As they wander the deserts of Soul World with... Apparently, Ant-Man has to carry Emma. Yeah, why? I, I guess don't... She wears high, I'm, sure she's, I'm guessing she wearing, she's wearing high heels. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> she's probably making him do it. Yeah. Just like she's making his back not hurt. Yeah. I like that. My back hurts. Not anymore, it doesn't. <laughs> She's so horrible. I love her. Yeah. But he's doing it anyway, because... Mind control. Is it mind control? Oh, it's the same reason. That's the same way his back doesn't hurt anymore. She's making, oh. it not, she's making him not feel it. Yeah. She's just being a pain in the ass. But they get to the treehouse. So, were you surprised by this when they went into the treehouse and who they found? You know, I gotta be honest. I don't understand this whole comic book. (laughs) I didn't understand what was going on at all. Why are they with young Gamora? Young Gamora from where? Well, it's exactly what Loki says in the next page. You see, remember, because Requiem is Gamora. Loki says, you see, Requiem folded our entire universe onto itself. Accidentally creating new life forms like Super Soldier and Little Monster, you know, all those characters. Mm-hmm. And then she copied everything into the Soul Gem, including the stones. So not only does Gamora have her the stones in outside of the universe, outside of the Soul Gem, there are there's a set of the Infinity Stones in the Soul Gem. Oh, okay. So that's why there's two different so soul gems. Yeah. And he said. Everything's copied in there. So like the Hulk says, then she's here too. Oh. So she copied herself. She just did it. She's like, I want to put everything in there. So we put everything in there, including her. She's part of everything. Oh, so she's dumb. <laughs> well, with the, with the, here's the thing with infinite power like that. You know, unless you're very specific about things. Like saying, I don't want to be, I don't want there to be a double of me. Or I don't want to be a double of this. Like if it just says everything. Well, that everything counts. It's kind of like when people don't think about it. They say to the, you know, if you're ordering pizza with people and someone says, what do you want? Anything. Well, how do you know your friend's not going to get anchovies and pineapple? You're just assuming they're going to say pepperoni or mushroom or something that a lot of people get. But if you say anything, that means anything. Yeah. Well, I don't, I mean, it's fine for the story, but I mean, you have the Mind Stone, right? 
Yeah. So I know the mind stone, like you think of like reading people's minds and stuff like that, but wouldn't it also be like in being smart and having like cosmic awareness and knowing everything and, you know, being like the it's smartest, knowing all, having all the knowledge of the universe Possibly, but it has been at least been shown so far of everyone who's had like the Infinity Gauntlet or you know all the gems that it doesn't work that way always. Yeah. Or at least you have to actively try to do that. So if you don't actively try to shift your consciousness in a different way, you're gonna have infinite power, but still think like you normally do. And yeah. oh, here's the here's the thing. Also remember, Gamora is doing this because she's very. The whole point of Grimoire doing this is she's trying to get that piece of her soul out from Soul World. She is very uh, obsessed. Tunnel vision. Tunnel yeah, vision. very television, very obsessed. So she's not going to – she she has no reason – there's no point of her trying to think a different way. If she could, she would be as obsessed. Got it. So she's not going to try and do that. She the, She's not viewing them as the infinite power they are. She's viewing them as – a tool to use to get what she wants. And because she's viewing them as a tool to use to get what she wants, she's only using them as much as she needs to do what she needs to do. She's not thinking beyond that. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah, because if you're trying to, because I, I agree with what you're saying, but you have to actually then try and shift your consciousness in that new way. And that's basically you saying, like planning on trying to use the gems to become a godlike creature, or at least like one of those universal creatures you know like uh, infinity or eternity or something this is what i'm gonna do if i ever get those uh the um all the the stones i'm gonna freeze time and take however long it it, it is to uh train myself to adapt to the stones and then take over the universe yeah, but here's the other thing, though. How do you know if getting your mind attuned to this cosmic awareness and becoming one with it and understanding all that, you might go, oh, you know what? I don't need to be this. I don't need to be in charge of the universe. There's it's it's all going fine or this is the way it should be or whatever it is. And you just end up being one of those cosmic creatures who doesn't get involved. Well, then I guess that's what I would do. Maybe yeah. I already did. Maybe I already did. You know, how do you know? And that's probably the other reason why they don't do that. If they did something like that, then it's like the end, that's the it's the end of the story. It's like, and that, that's it. The story's over. It's like they're not gonna they're not gonna try to kill anybody anymore. They're done trying to take over the universe. They are now cosmically aware and they're happy. They're floating. They're meditating for the next fifty million years. Everyone can go home. Movie's over. So they get the stones from Little Gamora and they give them out. And I. I forgot to check what we said last time, but I think we were pretty close to being right. Oh, um, when they pass well, them out, except I think we didn't we think that uh, Adam Warlock was involved in the team. Oh, you're right. That's what because I thought that because he had Warlock with them when they were talking about this. I didn't think about the fact that Warlock would stay behind and Loki would go with them. Yeah, we didn't think about Loki. So, let's see. So, Loki got the Soul Stone. Did he? Yeah, okay. Because he says, I've lived, died, lived again, and thrived in multiple realities. That means the Soul Stone is mine. Because remember, if you go back to that intro page, uh, 
The Soul Stone, powered by the user's master of reality. Yeah, but then we thought, but then we didn't, then we would have thought that uh, Adam Warlock would have gotten the, would, um, whatever stone uh, Miss Marvel has. Oh, you mean the Mind Stone? Yeah. Maybe. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Maybe you're right. But anyway, for anyone listening, this is how it goes. So, Emma Frost gets the Power Stone, because that's powered by your control of the mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hulk gets the Space Stone, because that's controlled by your control of power. Ant-Man has, a, as he says, as Loki says, Ant-Man is a clod, but a savant at the manipulation of time. And so that, oh, I'm sorry, that, a savant at the mani- manipulation of space. And so that gets him to use the Time Stone. Kang's Mastery of Time gives him the Reality Stone, which I'm pretty, I figure we have guessed already. And Miss Marvel has a young, incorruptible soul, so she gets the Mind, one, mind Stone. And I love that. Miss Marvel's there. Uh, that sounds crazy. What if you're wrong? Oh, we'll all just die and take at least two universes with us. <laughs> Loki's the best. I love Loki. Reading this issue, you realize how much Loki's planning ahead on multiple fronts. And Expl- I like... Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, explain. But we'll, as we get through the book, I'll explain it all. But here's all the right. thing. Loki's planning ahead on multiple fronts, and here's what I like. Especially since the movie came out, Loki is doing his best to be a jerk and yet not be evil. Because yeah. he does these things. And it's like, Loki, you, you evil thing. It's like, well, no, he's not actually doing an evil thing. He's helping. He's just an asshole. He, well, well, that's also part of his story. And like he says later on, he's the god of stories. Yeah. So Loki's story is, you know, and he's the trickster. He's the manipulator. So he can't just straight out say, here's what we need to do to save things. He does it his own way and has fun with it. But so we uh, anyway, we jump back to that universal quarry or the quarry of creation where we left uh, Gamora there. And if you remember from last issue, the moon dragon and Phyla from another universe were cast out of their universe and mm-hmm. they landed. They land here. Which is convenient because the moon dragon and Phyla from our universe are dead. They died a while ago, right? Yeah. So they're, they've been dead for a while, and now we have a replacements. Always. Isn't that convenient? Always. Who look just like them. <laughs> you just pretend you're them and pretend they never died and just keep going on. Perfect. Like, perfect. <laughs> you have the same names anyway. It's not like we have to change anything. Usually they make it like an older version or an alternative version, but I guess these people aren't as popular, so just <laughs> yeah, keep them exactly where they are. But they're fun. I like them. I like them. Yeah. Which one's the, the bald girl, right? Moon yeah. Dragon? It's the bald one in green. Viola is the blue one. With hair. But they go to take on Requiem or Gamora, whatever you want to call her. And not that it's going well, because, I mean, hey, they stab her with a sword and does nothing. Is that like a special kind of sword? Sure. I don't recall. But it's you know glowing what it's made red. Of? Yeah, I mean, is it like no is clue? Like, you know, yeah, okay, never mind. I mean, I don't know if it's some kind of energy, if it's something special, or if it's just basically like a, almost like a lightsaber, you know? Yeah, like is it metal like on fire, or is it like a lightsaber thing? Like ener- yeah. just energy? Yeah, that I am not sure of. I don't know. Either way, it doesn't work. 
But it doesn't matter because now reinforcements have shown up as our team has come out of the Soul Gem ready to take her on. And so they have it. I like how they work here that Loki's plan. Each of them takes her on to distract her. And while they do that, they're grabbing, you know, someone's taking one of the stones away. Yeah. And I like the Hulk flying. Yeah, it seems like kind of a waste for the space stone. It makes him fly. Oh, man, it's fun. Plus, I like it's I like, cool. He throws her around and stuff. Yeah, and he just picks her up, flies up, throws, drop, drops down to the ground, picks her up, flies her up. You know, moving very quickly, not giving her a chance to b- breathe. <laughs> I like his little comments. You're pretty funny, sticking me to the puniest human. I kind of like you. Sorry for the rough stuff. And then what else? Who's next? Oh, uh, Kang, where he sends like all kinds of different versions of all the different versions of Kang against her at once. Yeah, so meanwhile they steal, you know, they're stealing the stones. And so she's kind of out. You know, and you can notice while she's getting weaker and weaker, Loki is going with his plan. He's sneaking around and stealing the stones back from each person. Who does that? Loki. He does that later, right? Well, right here, right after they finish after as they're being her up. Because she fights the Hulk, she fights Kang, Ant Man steals two of the stones from her. Yeah, now, yeah. I see. Now when he's high fiving. Yeah, he high fives Miss Marvel and palms a stone, you know, palms a stone out of her hand. He's like going, Ant Man, well done, putting his hands on his shoulders, like, hey, good job. He's he's a pickpocket. He's doing all the pickpocket stuff. You would think it would be like a little bit harder to take away like the stones. Not if you're Loki. I guess not. It's funny and it works. I'm okay with it. I just thought it was kinda And so like I said now, you notice he has these plans. So he has the stones. So what does he do? He opens a portal and in it Gamora goes Gamora, you know, Gamora, Moon Dragon, and Phyla fall into it. Yeah, okay, why? Well, we'll get to them in a minute. Okay. Because Loki has all the stones now, and so now he wants to go where Gamora was trying to go. Like beyond the universe. And he does that cool thing where he just kind of falls and kind of like turns to dust and rocks and leaves them. And he goes beyond the universe because remember he wanted to know from the beginning the whole point of this whole thing in the beginning there was two points it was gamora trying to get revenge Mm -hmm. or trying to get her soul back and loki wanted to know why does it feel like his life has been manipulated okay so this is loki trying to get his trying to you know the whole thing of loki's doing is not just trying to fight gamora he's trying to fight gamora and go with what he wants trying to find out who's manipulating his life who's controlling him that's why he gets to the end. You know, he goes uses them to go through where Gamora was go, trying to go beyond the universe. And so he says, I am Loki, son of Laufey, prince of Asgard, the lord of lies, and god of stories. Are these my puppet masters? So he's trying to figure that's his whole point. And these are the celestials, right? They kind of look like the celestials. I'm not sure if they are or not, but we'll find out next time. But they do look like them. And but now so now we go back to Soul World where Warlock and those uh, other people are fighting Devandra. And what happens? A portal opens up with Loki and Phyla and uh, Moondragon. So that's why I said he has he does these things on multiple fronts. I have a feeling because it's I mean, I did read these when they first came out, but I haven't read them in a while. And I'm only reading them in time as we're doing the, you know, the recordings. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling one or more of those three women are going to be necessary to defeat Devandra. Okay. It's like, so like Loki's doing all the, like Loki's doing all these manipulations to get what he wants. 
but he's also doing some good there. But it's mostly so, about, like I said, he has these plans on plans. So he wants, he'll help out, but he also wants to get what he wants, too. He wa- he'll help out, but he wants to do what he wants, and he's not going to help out the way you think he should help out. He's not going to just come straight out and help you. He's going to make it manipulative and sneaky and, you know, twist it around because it's entertaining or because he's got a mischief or because it's a better story. And he's the well, guy. it does make sense because the reason why they trust him is because he does help out. So that and they will continue to trust him in the future when he needs them again. So yeah. if he doesn't if it doesn't hurt him to to uh, help out, why shouldn't he? You know? So like, you stole the stones. Like, yeah, I stole them, but I also gave you the the girls you needed, you know. And I also got helped you get the stones away from uh, Crazy, Gamora. Crazy cats over here. Yeah. So you're welcome. And now I'm gonna do what I want to do. Bye. Yeah. But like I said, I like this Loki, and this is kind of a change they've done since the movies. Because before it was like, I am Loki, god of evil, because I am evil. They gave him more personality. Yeah. Now. Yeah, he kind of bored me before. He's and more now, of a he's more of a character. Yeah. Exactly. And he can still do bad things. You know, they didn't make it where he has to only be good. He's not like, you know, Captain America. No, he'd be boring otherwise. He weaves in, in and out of good and bad, and that's why people it's, like him. Exactly. And the way he needs to do it, but he doesn't go too far either way, you know too far. He's not going to be too much of a Captain America type hero, but he will do what is good if necessary, especially when it comes to things like saving the universe. He's like, I don't want the universe. No. He's like, why would I want the universe dead? He's like, yeah. I, like- I live here too. But he's also not going to go full evil. Like, I am going to rip the parts out of these children because I am evil. He's like, that's disgusting. You know, he'd be like, that's disgusting. What's wrong with you? But we end the issue with Arthur and Douglas and his wife Yvette driving down the road. Until they hit a tree, which he's friends with. Oh, yeah, you can even see his face right here. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, honey. I'm friends with this tree, I think. <laughs> I mean, you see it here, but I didn't realize right after they hit it, you can see his face there, too, where he says, you okay? And she says, I think so. What the yeah. hell is that thing? You can kind of see his face right there. So they're going off to help. Cool. And that is the issue. That was Infinity Wars number five. We got a lot moving on here. They're move, they're moving themselves right up to the finale. Oh yeah, because we don't have much left to do. What do we have left? Uh, Infinity Wars number six, Infi- uh, Fallen Guardian number one, and Infinity Wars Infinity. So three more. Issues. Three more, but technically, you know, but two of them are kind of like wrap ups. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Oh, really? So it all winds up like... Six is going to have an ending, and then Fallen Guardian, you can kind of guess what's going to happen, what, what that's about. Okay. Guardians and, of the Universe. Guardians of the Galaxy, Fallen. So one of them is going to die. I'm going to say... I'm going to say... Um, Pete. Arthur. Um, Arthur? What's his name? Uh, Drax. Drax. Okay, we'll find out. And then the infin- and then there's an infinity issue, which kind of leads off into what happens with the soul stones next, the soul gems next, ne- uh, soul gems, the the infinity gems next. Cool. So, almost there. 
I'm going to say the same people that uh, the group, the group, the group right here, Hulk and Emma They're Stone. Yeah, but and I wouldn't be surprised because they are dumb. I wouldn't be surprised if they give Loki a stone. <laughs> oh, he won't do it this time. Look, Loki's going to try and steal them anyway. Let's just give him one. So at least he's happy for now. Yeah. At least we can watch him. Well, we'll see. You will definitely know by the end of this whole thing what, you know, you will see what a decision will be made about what happens with them. Yeah, I have no idea. I have, this is just a total, this yeah. isn't even, this is barely an educated guess. This is just a guess. Random guess. Ran, random. Very, not like total random, but pretty close. Yeah. Before we finish off the episode, let's cover our feedback. And this time we are talking about episode 135, Horsey Rides of Vengeance in which we talked about the Ghost Panther miniseries, as well as the first two issues of the Sleepwalker miniseries. On Facebook, the post about this episode was liked and shared by Jesse Starcher, Ruth Sutherland, Bill Bear, Derek William Crabb, Pat Sampson, and Clinton Robinson. On Twitter, we got likes and retweets from Viet Huynh, Toys and Sometimes Jokes, Spider-Woman Daily by Spider-Woman, July 14th, Last Sons of Krypton, David Finn, Connor McKenna, Tomes of Evil, a comic book villain podcast, Capes and Lunatics, Ghost Rider podcast, Jason Sick Venable, Tim Price, the Podcrasher, Into the Night, Mr. JRB, hashtag Restore to the Snyderverse, Ray, Mark Thomas, and J5K. Now, besides here, if you want to hear me elsewhere, you can also find me every week on the LEGION PODcast. You can find that on the Legion of Substitute Podcasters feed, and there will be a link to that in the show notes. On this show, we are covering the late 80s, early 90s sci-fi series from DC Comics, Legion. Not Legion Superheroes, this is the one with the acronym. If you want your name said in here, like Ray or Mark Thomas, well, you can go like our posts for the episodes on our Tumblr page, resurrectionsadamwarlock.tumblr.com. Like it on our Facebook page. Go to Facebook, type in Adam Warlock or Thanos in the search box. will pop up. Follow us on Twitter and like those posts, at AdamThanosPod. You can also talk to us about other comic stuff. We like other comics. And, of course, you can always leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be pretty awesome. It's been a while since I got one, so I would love to read your review. Preferably your five-star review. But if the one-star one is really entertaining, I'll probably read that, too. You can also send us an email, resurrectionspodcast at yahoo.com. And you can be like David Spofforth, who sent us an email entitled Infinity Warps. Hi, Al. I did enjoy all these Infinity Warp stories. Brought back a lot of fun of the DC Marvel Amalgam series from the 90s. Shariri's Panther Heart name has an extra significance beyond just being a bit of the Ironheart name. It's been long established that the Black Panther gains his powers from eating a sacred heart-shaped herb that grows in Wakanda. As for the wonderful little monster mashup, the Janis Jones character doesn't have anything to do with Janet Van Dyne. It is most probably half-based on Janis Lincoln, who is the current version of the Beatle, and who had a fling with Scott in one of his recent solo series. And the headman looks to be a mashup of the Hulk's foe, the leader, and Hank Pym's old enemy, Egghead. Cheers, David. Well, David, yes, this... You are right... All these warp characters did feel a lot like the uh, characters from the 90s Amalgam series from DC vs. Marvel. 
And as for the Panther Heart name, you are right. I did know about that the Black Panther got his powers from eating the sacred heart-shaped herb. But I probably forgot to mention that on the episode, so I'm glad you did. And finally, as for the Janice Jones character, you're right. I guess since he had an armor, probably is based on the Beetle, though I'm not sure the other half's based on. And as for a headman being a mixture of leader and egghead, well, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I'm going with that. Now, this show, by the way, is part of The Collective. The Collective is a group of podcasts who have gotten together to form a network in the most traditional sense. So basically networking together, reposting each other's episodes, bouncing ideas of each other, helping each other record, things like that. In fact, we are going to play a promo for one of The Collective episodes right now. Hey there! I'm sure you know about the Capes and Lunatics podcast, but have you heard about the Capes and Lunatics Sidekicks podcast? It's a fun home for classic and new reviews of just about everything. We have the Ultimate Spider Cast, where we cover everything Spider Man, the Quantum Zone, where we talk the classic Marvel character Quasar and do deep dives on the cosmic side of Marvel. We also have Comic Capers, where we cover everything old and new in comics. It could be anything, any company, any decade. And we also have our Media Mondays, where we cover some kind of TV show, be it a Arrowverse uh, current hit or our summer specials, where we do reviews of uh, classic episodes of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer spinoff Angel. So, if you're a fan of pop culture and media, you should really check it out. And I promise you, you won't be disappointed. All right. Thank you all very much for listening. But that's all for this time. Next episode, the big conclusion of Infinity Wars. Infinity Wars number six. Infinity Wars Fallen Guardian and Infinity Wars Infinity. See you then. Bye. Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast, is a fan-made production, and no copyright infringement is intended, or happening, or even understood. The opening music for this podcast is Intro Pompeii by Lino Rise, and the closing music is Dark and Dramatic by DJ Puzzle. Both are licensed by the Creative Commons license. You can find Lino Rise at free-intro-music.com. Dot com and DJ Puzzle at peacelovproductions.com. Links to both can be found on the Tumblr page.